Sure is. Uh, all right. Uh, this is uh, really, really cool. Uh, well, sexuality. It's a, a pilot uh, study to investigate contemporary notions of sexuality and sexual health in post-colonial South Africa. Meeting some of the people behind uh, the symposium and the workshop that's going to be taking place in uh, March right now. Let's say what's happening to uh, Lebo Hang Masango and uh, Nolwazim Gwanazi, who uh, are in studio with us uh, hanging out. And I mean, this is quite a task. It's like kind of, I, I mean, it's uh, it's a big sentence. Investigating contemporary notions of sexuality and sexual health in post-colonial South Africa. Um, in a nutshell, what is the task that you are setting out and have already set out to, to do and achieve? Well, the first thing we want to do really is to find out how young people experience and perceive sexuality. And at the same time, we also want to find out how that has a particular impact on, on whether they use sexual or, or whether they go to sexual health kind of clinics and mm. interact with sexual health interventions, really. Hmm. Yeah, and we're just trying to get to understand like what's on young people's minds when it comes to sex, sexuality. Hmm. Um, how do they perceive it? How does it shape their realities? What kinds of movements are they forming? You know, how are they documenting themselves? Those kinds of things. So we've got a really interesting mix of people that we're going to be um, interacting with over yeah. the course of the entire study. Hmm. Uh, Nolwazi, you're a senior lecturer in uh, anthropology at the University of Advertisement and uh, presently a senior researcher and director of the Medical Humanities Program at the WISA. You obtained your PhD in anthropology from the University of Cambridge. Wildly, wildly in- impressive. Super, super smart. Um, what is it uh, about this specific narrative and this specific project that you're finding the most interesting as you begin to unpack it? Well, I think what's interesting and actually quite new about this project is bringing together a whole bunch of people from different disciplinary backgrounds. So we have a on the team we have a biomedical researcher, hmm. we have a composer, we have an artist, wow. a conceptual artist, um yeah. Lev was an anthropologist as well. And we and in the symposium we're bringing together a whole lot of people from from biomedicine, uh, from public health, from law, from the media, the young people themselves. So hmm. so the project is actually just going to have Lots of people from lots of voice uh, backgrounds, hopefully giving us different opinions hmm. about this. Lebo, how did this all come about? How did all these people get into a room and start figuring out that this is what they were going to be doing and the workshops that they were going to be running and this was going to be what it was going to be about? Well, Nolazi can actually speak to that better because I got the call to join from her. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it, so it started off with something, I think, actually... Um, Anastasia would probably be a best place. So Anastasia and Ed are both in Cape Town at UCT. Yeah. And they already already run a public engagement project called Awaza. Hmm. And it's through the films that the Awaza youth made, uh, which touched on sexuality, that um, that gave them the idea that it would be interesting to bring anthropology and some of the public engagement strategies of Awaza together. Hmm. And that's how this project came about, really. What uh, so far has been really interesting in terms of some of the feedback and the um, output that you, you've got in putting the project together? 
Well, right now we've got a lot of people that are, you know, keen to join us. So our speakers, as we've mentioned, uh, are from a vast array of backgrounds. So the study hasn't started yet. What we're going to do is um, the study is going to come on the back end of the symposium. So the symposium is mm. bringing everybody together, their ideas, their expertise, all in one room, you know, because you've got people, like we said, from biomedical. Uh, you've got actually, we've got artists on the bill as well. We've got um, people who are journalists. We're all coming together to speak about sexuality. And from there, we'll be able to basically put the components of our study together for when we do the workshops. Um, so we're going to have a research project with the young people, and that's going to come from the workshop as well. But the symposium is mainly to just get all these ideas and these brains together. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, an incredible time to be doing something like this, a project like this. I wonder what something like this would have looked like or if it even would have existed five years ago, ten years ago. Are people moving more towards a space where they want to speak about sex outside of a bedroom? Because, I mean, for a lot of people, like, it's always the birds and the bees and the kids and do they find out from the parents and that's like the first encounter with sex. Are we, as a society, and let's make it a South African society, are we getting better at talking about sex? I think so. And we're getting better at speaking about sexuality, you know, broadly, right? Yeah. So movie, a film like that just came yeah, out, yeah, you know, yeah. that's looking at sexuality, um, and, you know, sexuality and how it interacts with culture. You've got the, um, the Cosmopolitan uh, magazine cover that came out with Laverne Cox and yeah. many of our transgender and queer models in there as well. So I think it's a wonderful time for us to speak about the fact that sex isn't just, you know, what happens between private parts, but it's about, you know, sexuality and your identity and how you mm-hmm. Live and move in the world. So that's a lot of at what of what our study will be looking at as well. And I mean, certainly, you know, the way that we consume um, content around this or have these discussions with the advent of digital has, I mean, it's completely different now. The fact that someone can go onto Twitter and have these conversations, and it's perhaps only uh, that we see more and more stuff around sexuality and you know people um, in different sort of sexual contexts in traditional media because of what happens on social media and because people drive that and have a voice now that they didn't have a voice before. Um, how is digital going to factor into this project? Okay, so right now we have our website where we and we have our Twitter. So our Twitter is Well Sexuality. Our website is Well Sexuality 2018.wordpress.com, and (laughs) that's where we're going to be basically putting everything on. So we it is like it's an academic kind of coming together, but we also wanted to be able to um, reach people who won't be able to be with us. So we'll we'll be using digital media in those ways, and also we'll be speaking to a lot of people and engaging with people who are have big followings on yeah. uh, social media as well so hopefully they'll be able to get their people to plug in but overall we wanted to live on Twitter on WordPress and just um, yeah, try to give it a life outside of the room that we'll be working in on the day and also something really fantastic we're going to have an exhibition at the Kalashnikov um, Gallery on the 8th and that's like part of our evening program wow. so our day program is like more academic sit down presentations with artists but the evening program Kalashnikov Gallery we're going to have an exhibition uh, where Nico Athene will be um, exhibiting our little exhibition party is called I'll show you mine if you show me your wallet hmm. that's a line by Nico Athene you know addressing sexuality and we're going to have Faga on the bill performing and a whole lot of other really fantastic um, artists and DJs so it's going to be like a party but an exhibition so it's serious but it's also fun it's going to be awesome sounds really cool yeah um, what do you hope to get out of all of this Norwazi what social change do you hope to inspire with this project um, and sort of spearheading something like this I, I suppose what we 
what we so this let me just explain this is a seed project yeah. um and the idea is that the project can get bigger um if we get more funding and so what we hope to do is actually with the symposium is to bring these people together and set up networks for future future collaboration and a bigger project we're thinking of would be one that looks at at sex intergenerationally not not huh. not in terms of intergenerational sex but sex um and ideas of sex among older people among younger mm. people among teenagers and so forth um and it's amazing. I mean, just yesterday we were having a conversation with um, a young South African playwright who has done an intergenerational piece between sort of um, three generations of women and just how, you know, their relationships vary and their roles vary. Um, what is for both of you the most interesting thing about being alive in 2018 versus in another year? Because certainly this conversation that we're having now, like it's, it's, it's cool. It's not a conversation that 2010 would have really hosted. It's not a conversation that 1990 would have hosted, 1980 would have hosted. Um, so what's cool about being alive right now? For me, it's definitely social media. It's the way that we all have access to each other and access to conversations in ways that we never could have imagined like 10 years ago, you know? Mm. So just waking up and having access to thoughts, conversations, um, critical debate. I think it's like an incredible, and I mean, it's been like this for a few years, but it definitely is markedly different from previous generations. Yeah. And I guess for me, it's, it's seeing people kind of willing to break to break through boundaries so mm. disciplinary boundaries which is really mm. what this project is about mm. and and it's really interesting many people have been very excited and most people we've invited have said yes yeah. and that's been incredible well it's a fantastic project in a little bit we're going to touch base with uh, Anastasia who's uh, in Cape Town uh, anything we should know about Anastasia before like speaking to her like any inside scoop pre-research stuff yeah what should I definitely ask her what should I not ask her you should definitely ask her about the Welcome Trust. Um, okay, yeah, because that is super interesting. And they're like the body from where we got the seed grant from to do all of this cool work. So she'll give you the scoop on that. Fantastic. Other side of this, we're talking Welcome Trust with Anastasia uh, Lebo and Nolwazi still in the building. More next. All right, Nolwazi still hanging out. Uh, Lebo is still hanging out. Uh, we're going out of Cape Town to touch base with Anastasia Koch, who is a gen- junior research fellow at the Molecular Yo, Mycobacteriology, Mycobacteriology Research Unit uh, and the Institute of Infectious Disease and Molecular Medicine at the University of Cape Town. She's also the project manager of uh, Airwaza. Uh, and uh, Anastasia, the first thing I've been told to ask you about is the Welcome Trust. So that is the first thing I'm going to ask you about. Tell me about uh, the Welcome Trust. Hello. Um, so the Welcome Trust is a um, global biomedical tra- uh, charity. Um, and... The way the organization started was so Henry Welcome died in, I guess, the early 1900s, um, and he donated all his money uh, to, to biomedical research. Um, and what they did was they reinvested that, so they're one of the biggest funders of biomedical research globally. Wow. But they also have a really keen interest in public engagement and in um, humanities and the arts. Hmm. And so the way there was a project really started, and I guess, which led into this project was um, we started doing public engagement that was funded by the Welcome Trust. Wow. Um, and what we do, what we did, or how we started, is um, we teach young learners in Kailicha about biomedical research around tuberculosis. Um, and then together with Ed, we teach these learners to make documentaries about TB in Kailicha. So it's a group of young teenagers that make their own documentaries about TB in Kailicha. And what happened was, 
um, one group of learners came to us and said, oh, we want to make a December project. And we were like, mm, do they just want to take cameras home for fun? Um, and it was actually a really good proposal. Um, and what the learners proposed was to make a documentary about lesbians in Kailicha, a young lesbian woman. Um, and so we got chatting with Nawazi, and that was sort of, I guess, the genesis um, for this project. So all of these learners will be, these films will be screened at the symposium, um, and the learners will be part of the symposium, which I think is really valuable, um, because I think these young young people can contribute a lot to the discourse around sexuality. Hmm. So that's a sort of a longer answer, yeah. No, I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic answer, and it gives a great context to how you've arrived at where you have. Certainly, though, the overarching theme in all of this is that there is an incredible need um, to really reflect a stronger message around sexuality and sexual health in a South African context, and there's just more stuff that needs to be out there than what there has been in the past. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the consensus here, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And trying to just get people to open their minds more to be more accepting of each other. And I guess you, you, you sow those seeds when you get to know what young people are thinking, mm. what young people are doing, what their conversations are amongst each other in their communities. And that's what we're trying to get, especially with our workshops. Hmm. Yeah. Anastasia? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And I think also... Um, sort of sexual health programs and public health messages should really be based on what works for young people and it should be should be taken from the perspective of what young people are thinking and what is going to um, sort of resonate with them and I don't know that there's been a lot there's probably there's been a lot of research around that but I think we really need to listen to young people and what they're thinking um, when we design these messages and public health programs um, so that's that's I guess the focus of the workshops um, and we do this in a very very informal way so the workshops are going to be structured where we'll have a couple of talks from sort of biomedical researchers, artists, and activists. And then um, Ed will guide the young people that are part of workshops um, to do interviews and photography with their peers to document thoughts of sexuality and, and notions of sexuality within their context. And so we hope that that will generate some research that the anthropologist team can can use to mine these ideas. Um, so it's very learner-driven and young person-driven. Absolutely. Well, it's fantastic. Anastasia, thank you so much for joining us on the line there, a junior research fellow at the uh, MMRU. <laughs> I said it out fully the first time. Yes. So, well you go, yeah, there we go. Um, and uh, the Institute of Infectious Disease and Molecular Medicine at UCT, also the uh, project manager at Ewaza. Uh, Anastasia, thanks so much for hanging out. Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, Lebo Nolwazi, what's the final word here? How do people, I don't know, I mean, I, the average person can just get involved in this, right? I mean, what's the process? How do you, how does if somebody's really interested in all of this play their part? Is it a tweet? Do they come to something? Do they email someone? How do they get involved? Well, I'll speak first about the symposium. The symposium is a closed symposium at the moment, but we have an open session over lunchtime on the 8th of March. Cool. Between one and two. Um, and our speakers will be speaking on law and sexuality. And then for our uh, evening program on the 8th of March, from 6 p.m., people can join us at the Kalashnikov Gallery in Bromfontein. They're at the bottom of Bromfontein, like when you've gone past Kitchener's there uh, in that parking lot. We're going to be there for um, our event called I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Your Wallet. We're going to have Nico Athene um, exhibit, exhibiting, and we're going to have a performance from uh, the duo Faga, and we're going to have more performances and more uh, DJs as well. So that's going to be more of like a party. So they can definitely come and join us for that. And please, can they have a look at our blog, which is uh, wellsexuality2018.wordpress.com for more information. 
information on our workshops, on everything that we'll be doing. And also they can follow us on Twitter at WellSexuality. Fantastic. Well, an unbelievable project, uh, and certainly you said it was a pilot project, but we hope that it goes from strength to strength as the year progresses, because certainly there just needs to be more conversation and more dialogue around this. Um, less around other stuff that we see on social media, like people dropping albums maybe, although that plays a part. We've got to talk about music, but we've got to talk about serious issues as well, and social media is there to help us do that. Yeah. So thank you so much for uh, joining us. That's Lebohang Masango there, a master's candidate in social anthropology at WITS. Uh, she's also a children's book author, poet, and writer, uh, and uh, Nolwazim Kwanazi, who is a senior lecturer, lecturer in anthropology at uh, WITS. And just, I mean, Nolwazi, your list of achievements goes on for days and days and days. So just Google Nolwazi if you want to see how you should be successful in life. Uh, ladies, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having us.